بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين أما بعد اللهم لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العلم الحكيم اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وعملا يا كريم رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل لقدة من لساني يفقه قولي My dear brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Let's try that again. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. You do know that when the salam is shared, then the response to the salam is wajib. Right? Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says when you are greeted with a greeting then ensure that your response is equal to the greeting received or better. Yours wasn't even close, it was even soft. Alhamdulillah you redeemed yourselves. MashaAllah. All praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We seek His assistance and we seek His guidance. And we seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the evils of our souls and the adverse consequences of our deeds. Whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees guidance upon, then none can misguide him. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees misguidance upon, then none can guide him. And peace and salutations be upon the final messenger Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. I bear witness that there is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is his final messenger. My dear brothers and sisters, indeed all praises belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who showered upon us the blessing of Ramadan and showered upon us the blessing of fasting the month of Ramadan and showered upon us the blessing of standing its nights in prayer. Indeed, the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are many and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if you were to try and audit and take account of the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon you, you will never ever be able to do so. From the many blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us is the blessing of completing our taraweeh during the 12th night of this month of Ramadan. Subhanallah, how fast have these days finished and how fast have these nights come and gone. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept all our acts of worship in the days and nights that have passed in this beautiful month. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us barakah in our time and our deeds for the days that remain. Ameen. Ameen. Indeed, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man saama Ramadan imanan wa 
that the one who fasts the month of Ramadan believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believing in his command and instruction and believing in the rewards that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised for the one who spends the nights of Ramadan standing then for this person Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his previous sins. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive all our sins. Ameen. Ameen. My dear brothers and sisters, all praises again belong to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for allowing us to discuss another segment during the nights of Ramadan here in Melbourne, Australia. A segment related to that studied by the pious predecessors even before the books of hadith were compiled. A segment that is directly re related towards our better understanding of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a segment that has much of its information rooted deep in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala before any book of Islam. A segment that helps us understand the best of generations, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'een. And a segment, my dear brothers and sisters, dealing with the best person to have walked the face of this earth, a person you and I have been commanded to follow and walk in his footsteps. A segment dealing with none other than the final messenger, Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in Jannah. Ameen. Remember brothers and sisters, from the rights of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is that when we hear his name, then we should send salutations upon him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This segment that we've been speaking about, my dear brothers and sisters, is a segment titled A Blast from the Past. A Blast from the Past. The Seerah in the 21st century. A series, my dear brothers and sisters, which inshallah will last till towards the end of Ramadan, bi-ithnillahi ta'ala. And in this series, we hope to discuss briefly and not completely. Take note of this briefly and not completely events from the life of our beloved Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a series which our scholars hafidhahumullah call fiqh as-seerah or understanding the seerah. Now what does this mean? This means my dear brothers and sisters that during our time together we will not conduct a systematic run-through the life of our beloved messenger, our beloved prophet, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For that obviously is beyond the scope of this get together and this particular sitting. And also because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed walillahi alhamd, the ummah with many books in both Arabic as well as English. Books dealing in great detail and covering the life of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his seerah, the events of his life in a very systematic way.
way. Um, for the benefit of you all, in terms of English literature, then we have several publications by Darus Salam Publishers and by IIPH, the International Islamic Publishing House. And perhaps the most extensive publication thus far dealing with the seerah in a systematic way, the seerah of Rasulullah is the book by Dr. Ali Salabi. And this is a translation of his original work, which was in the Arabic language. During our time together, my dear brothers and sisters, I intend for us to take only snippets, snippets from the life of our beloved Prophet and for us to ponder over these events, these snippets that we discuss, and extrapolate diligent lessons that aid our growth and development in the century that you and I traverse through today. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us barakah in our time, in our strength, in our energies, and in our abilities to learn. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase our knowledge. Ameen. Ameen. Now before we dive into the series, my dear brothers and sisters, we must run through a pertinent introduction. A pertinent introduction. And no science can be started except that it must have an introduction that comes before it to help us better learn the science that is to be shared. And inshallah today we will take an introduction to the series. And from tomorrow onwards we will take selected pieces from the seerah and study them in light of the instructions shared with you just now. So today inshallah we will take an introduction. And in this introduction, my dear brothers and sisters, I want to share with you the meaning of seerah and share with you the reasons why it is important for you and I to study the seerah or the benefits you and I attain from studying the seerah. Firstly, in terms of the definition of the seerah, this term seerah is an Arabic term derived from the three-letter word or verb sarah and its present tense is yasiru and then we have the root form of this verb which is sayran sara yasiru sayran sira comes from this three-letter verb and this is not strange in the arabic language because the arabic language is famous for having words that are derivatives right we have root words and words or other words are derived from its root. So what does seerah refer to? Linguistically, linguistically, seerah refers to a person's way or a person's methodology. And this way or methodology can be praiseworthy or can be a way or methodology that is frowned upon. This is what it means linguistically. This is what it meant before the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because we know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the sciences of the sharia in the Arabic language but the Arabic language as a language existed before the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and before the revelation of the Quran so it's natural that we have words that have a linguistic meaning and then 
have a specific meaning after the advent of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. But this term seerah or sarah, yasiru, sayran, also refers to the concept of participating in a journey and the concept of treading a path. So when we say that seerah refers to the methodology or somebody's methodology or somebody's life events or biography, what is the connection between treading a path or conducting a journey and learning somebody's biography? There's a relationship. And that relationship is in the form of you and I actually treading the path of this person and traveling his journey when we study his life events. Do you see the connection between the, uh, between the term Sarah and Sirah and the reason why it refers to the history of a person? When we study the history of somebody, we are actually walking in their footsteps. We are actually treading their path. We are actually traversing their journey. As we walk their footsteps, we are living the journey that they lived, but obviously in a different way. And after the, the, the advent of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa we see that the scholars took this term and associated it only with the biography, biography of Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa such that if the term seerah is used generally, it refers to no one else or the biography of no one else besides the biography of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If we wanted to refer to somebody else, we have to be more specific and say the seerah of so and so. But if we generally use the term seerah, it refers to no other person besides our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So why study the seerah? Or why have a topic titled fiqh as seerah? Are there any fruits in studying topics such as these? Are there any benefits in studying such as the, uh, a topic such as these? And the answer to that, my dear brothers and sisters, is yes. And our scholars, rahmatullahi alayhim, have cited many benefits related to studying the seerah of our beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And if we look at many of the books of seerah, we see that many an author takes time to list these benefits for the reader to benefit, to benefit and for the reader to sort of have their taste buds wetted and for the reader to have a greater appetite. So when they dive into the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the concentration is of an even higher pedigree and higher level. From the benefits cited by our scholars, rahmatullahi alayhim, related to studying the seerah is that doing so is from following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Doing so is from following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in tens of places in his book commands us to take Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a role model. To take him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a role model. 
And taking him as a role model can only happen once we study his biography, sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Once we study his seerah. If we look at the 31st ayah in Surah Al-Imran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهِ يُحْبِبُكُمُ اللَّهُ وَيَغْفِرُ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah Al-Imran, ayah number 31 says that tell them, O Muhammad, if they say they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, فَاتَّبِعُونِي then Tell them it is obligatory upon them to follow you, O Muhammad. To follow you, O Muhammad. Allah. Then only will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love them. Or then only will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala love you. And then only will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive your sins. Wallahu ghafurur rahim. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most forgiving, the most merciful. In Surah Al-Ahzab, Ayah 21, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرَةِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there has certainly been for you in the Messenger of Allah an excellent manner, an excellent code, an excellent conduct an excellent pattern for who for anyone whose hope is in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last day and the one who remembers allah subhanahu wa ta'ala often meaning us o servants of allah and o children of adam and making his way our way as i said my dear brothers and sisters cannot happen except after studying his life Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and pondering over his events Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam it cannot happen except after learning his beliefs Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and learning the way he worshipped Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala does not want us to worship him the way we want to worship him rather Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wants us to worship him the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to be worshipped. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught the way he wants to be worshipped to Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Duha وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًّا فَهَدَى That we found you not upon complete guidance. فَهَدَى And we guided you. You were searching how to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you didn't know. And we guided you by revealing to you, by teaching you how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to be worshipped. So we follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's way by learning his seerah and learning the way he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also, my dear brothers and sisters, my dear fathers and mothers and all our guests that have joined us online, walillahi alhamd, we must learn 
or we can take Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as a, as a perfect example by learning how he invited towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he led his people sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he was as a father sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he was as a husband sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and how he was as a teacher sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the way he was as a friend sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the way he was as a traveler sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the way he was as a resident sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the way he was as a person sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his emotions his concerns his simplicity his selflessness his ihsan and excellence the times when he was stern and the times when he forgave sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we have to learn all this so you and i can be true to the ayah in which allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us to take muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as our guide as our lighthouse as our example in everything that you and i are in terms of our minds in terms of our bodies in terms of our souls in terms of our hearts in terms of our nafs and our self may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the understanding what i've said to you my dear brothers and sisters is not strange because this detailed study of the life of our beloved prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam or this effort was something done by the best generations before us from the pious predecessors were those who said fi ilm al-maghazi ilm ad-dunya wal-akhirah allahu akbar that in the lessons and the knowledge of al-maghazi al-maghazi was an earlier name for seerah it was an earlier name for seerah it refers to seerah in the knowledge of the seerah or the expeditions of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is knowledge for this life and the next this is what they would say this is what they would say in fact in fact we see from the pious predecessors those who would say that they, that they were taught the seerah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the same way or in a manner similar to the way that they were taught the quran subhanallah subhanallah take take lessons from this my dear brothers and sisters that they were brought up many a times you and i ask and we said this is fiqh seerah we want to take lessons we want to apply the seerah in the 21st century many a time i am asked and you ask how should we bring up our children what is the best way what is the best lessons to share with our children what is the best model to follow and without doubt the best model is to follow the model practiced by the pious predecessors before us the model of bringing up our children upon the quran and upon the seerah of our beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in jannah ameen ameen so this is one of the benefits 
when studying the seerah. From the benefits, my dear brothers and sisters, as cited to us by our scholars, Hafidahumullah, and they took from our scholars who passed away before, Rahmatullahi alayhim, is that in studying the seerah, our understanding of the Qur'an increases. Subhanallah. Our understanding of the Qur'an increases. And this is the month of Qur'an. This is the month of growing our understanding of the Qur'an. You and I both know, my dear brothers and sisters, that the Qur'an was revealed piecemeal across how many years? 23 years. Across 23 years. And in many cases, the Qur'an came down as an answer to a question. In many places in the Qur'an, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ 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 يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْأَهِلَّةِ They ask you about the new moon, the hilal. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْرُوحِ And they ask you about the ruh, the soul. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ مَاذَا يُنْفِقُونَ And they ask you regarding that which they should spend of and spend from. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ And they ask you concerning alcohol and ask you concerning gambling. So in many cases the Qur'an was revealed in answer to a question. And the Qur'an was also revealed at times to resolve an issue or after an event. And we know the famous story called the Ifq. When Aisha radiallahu anha was wrongly accused of something which was beyond her radiallahu anha. This was an event. This was an, ish- uh, uh, an issue. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed ayat concerning this issue. When we study the seerah, we gain greater detail and context to the circumstance and situation. And that this grows in turn our understanding of the Qur'an our understanding of the ayat. Also the Qur'an at times came down to explain a phenomenon or explain a circumstance or event like the battle of Badr and the battle of Uhud and the treaty of Hudaybiyah and so on and so forth. So from the benefits of learning the seerah is to grow our understanding of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Also my dear brothers and sisters, from the benefits of studying the seerah is correcting our Islamic beliefs and our aqidah. Yes, my dear brothers and sisters. If you didn't know, one of the primary sources for aqidah and Islamic belief is the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Especially the Meccan era. The Meccan era, especially this era. When the Quran was being revealed to a pagan nation, a nation that had hearts shackled in shirk, shackled in denying the hereafter, shackled upon misguidance that came to them from their forefathers. When we look at the seerah and study the seerah, especially the Meccan period, it corrects our belief and it perfects our belief. So from the benefits of studying the seerah 
is perfecting our understanding of Islamic theology or aqidah or Islamic belief. From the benefits of learning the seerah, my dear brothers and sisters, is bettering our understanding of the sunnah. The sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. For if we open the books of hadith, in many a circumstance we find snippets of a hadith. Or, or uh, a hadith mentioning an issue or a circumstance or an event in a very brief manner. But when we look at the seerah, it grows our understanding of what the hadith is referring to. Also, my dear brothers and sisters, and this is from one of the greatest benefits when it comes to studying the seerah, and that is lessons such as these grow our love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And this is a point we need to discuss in some detail. Studying the seerah, my dear brothers and sisters, grows our love for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And love of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam is vital. Because loving him is deen. Loving him is religion. Loving him is religion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah At-Tawbah, ayah number 24. He says, subhanahu wa ta'ala, قُلْ إِنْ كَانَ آبَاؤُكُمْ وَأَبْنَاؤُكُمْ وَإِخْوَانُكُمْ وَأَزْوَاجُكُمْ وَعَشِيرَتُكُمْ وَأَمْوَالٌ اِقْتَرَفْتُمُوهَا وَتِجَارَةٌ تَخْشَوْنَ كَسَادَهَا وَمَسَاكِنُ تَرْضَوْنَهَا أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ أَحَبَّ إِلَيْكُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ وَجِهَادٍ فِي سَبِيلِهِ فَتَرَبَّصُوا فَتَرَبَّصُوا حَتَّى يَأْتِيَ اللَّهُ بِأَمْرِهِ وَاللَّهُ لَا يَهْدِي الْقَوْمَ الْفَاسِقِينَ What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in Surah At-Tawbah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say, Say, O Muhammad, if your fathers and your sons and your brothers and your wives and your relatives and the wealth which you have obtained and the commerce, the transactions and trade wherein you fear decline and dwellings with which you are pleased, if all these things are more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and more beloved to you than His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam and striving in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then wait. Then wait until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala executes his command and Allah does not guide the defiantly disobedient people. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us against making anything in terms of our love greater than the love that we have for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, in a hadith in Sahih al-Bukhari, in the famous hadith of Anas. He says, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, La yu'minu ahadukum. None of you truly believe. None of you truly believe. Hatta akuna ahabba ilayh. Until I become the most beloved to him. Min walidihi. From his parents. Wa waladihi. 
and his children and everybody else all of mankind all of mankind and we know very famously Umar ibn Khattab he famously went to Rasulullah and he said I love you more than everybody else but myself but myself so Rasulullah said no no you haven't really believed so he said then I love you more than everybody else including myself and the Prophet said now now you have truly believed subhanallah that's a snippet from the life of Rasulullah we can we can understand the snippet in two ways firstly the soft nature of Rasulullah that the Sahaba could come and perhaps joke with him perhaps joke with him and the Sahaba could come and discuss anything with him sallallahu alayhi wasallam they wouldn't feel scared they wouldn't feel shy they wouldn't feel shy to go to him and say rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam correct us here this is our case what do you think right and we also learn from it the strength of their iman the iman of the sahaba radiyallahu anhum ajma'in that once they are told that what they upon is not enough they can immediately change for the better they can immediately change for the better Umar didn't say give me a couple of days Ya Rasulullah it's not enough I have to love you more than me give me two days give me three days you know let me think about it let me think about it right that, that's what we do right <laughs> no immediately he said khalas then I love you more than everybody including myself immediately may Allah 